Winchester. Show's all queued up. What's that? Well, hi, everybody. This is Bob Rowe. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast. This is Monday. It's July the 19th already. And I hope you had a great weekend. hope you are looking forward to a wonderful week. I know we are here. We always uh, know that you folks need a little comedy to get the week started off in the right frame of mind. And we have a really, truly funny comedy for you today. A really, truly funny comedy. And we're going to tell you all about it in just a few minutes. It's one I have not played for many years. And it's one of my favorites. Uh, We'll talk more about that. So, what you need to do is get into that big chair over there, get your feet up, relax, get yourself a little refreshment, and just let the cares of the day drift away. Because uh, in just a moment, you are going to hear an episode of the Jack Benny Show that is going to make you laugh. It's really going to make you laugh. So just hold on for just a minute, and we'll be back with this week's old-time radio comedy. It makes me laugh. And I'm in the mood to laugh, so let's have the comedy corner. We are going to go back to October 29th, 1950, for a very unique episode of The Jack Benny Show. Why unique? Well, here's why. This show was originally broadcast one day after Jack Benny's very first television show premiered from New York City on October 28th, 1950. So the first half of this show, remember how The Benny Show always has two stories? The first half of this show deals with the morning before Jack's television show. So we're going back in time one day and talking about the cast getting ready for the show. And there's some funny bits in it. The second part of the show, or the second story, has to do with an interviewer coming to uh, interview Benny. And one of the questions he asks is, when and how did Benny first meet Ronald and Benita Coleman? So what we have next is a recollection of the first time Jack was invited or thought he was invited to the Coleman's house for dinner. Now, this follows almost exactly the same script from a show that was done in December of 1949. It was entitled Dinner with the Coleman's. It's not a recording of that show. There's a few variations if you listen to them side by side. 
Very interesting. Now, I'm curious if the Colemans happen to be in New York, if they traveled to New York for this, or uh, just exactly what the circumstances were. Maybe because they were in New York, Benny decided to use them because they were so popular. I don't know, and I can't find anything on it. So if anybody knows the backstory, it would be appreciated. All right, here we go. We're going back to October the 29th, 1950. This was originally broadcast over NBC, and the name of this episode is generally referred to as How Jack Met the Colemans. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed, presented by Lucky Strike. The Lucky Strike Program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, as most of you know, Jack did his first television program last night here in New York. So let's go back to yesterday, a few hours before his TV show, and look in on Jack's room at the Acme Plaza Hotel, where Rochester is busy as usual. Every time Mr. Benny comes to New York, he insists on staying here at the Acme Plaza. What a joint. No rugs, the ceiling leaks, and we're three floors underground. But... One nice thing about the boss, he never lets anything bother him. He's going to do his first television show in a couple of hours, and he's calmly taking a bath. Well, I better make sure that I have all of his clothes laid out for him. Let's see. I wonder if I ought to put suspenders on his pants. (laughs) I better not. If he doesn't get any laughs, he may want to drop them. It is. The boss better hurry up and finish his bath or... Oh, for heaven's sakes, look at this. Such forgetfulness. I had another one. Wait till I fasten my bathroom, a bathrobe, and I'll hike back to the room. <laughs> In that joint, you have to fasten the bathroom, too. <laughs> there, that does it. Have you got dinner ready, Rochester? Yes, sir. You put out my clothes like I told you to? Yes. Oh, Rochester, one other thing. I want to make an impression on the television audience tonight. So do you think I should wear that big pearl stud on my shirt front? Boss, I wouldn't give them nothing to aim at. (laughs) Oh, stop. Now, Rochester, get me my makeup kit. I want you to make me up for the show. Okay. Come over here in the light. All right. Uh, Sit down here. Now, first, uh, I think this is the way... First, put on a powder bit. Now, now you better put some lipstick on me. A little more. More lipstick. Mmm, this lipstick tastes good. 
What did you make it out of, Rochester? Cold cream and ketchup. <laughs> oh. I call it Heinz number seven. Now, put some shadow under my eyes. Boss, I think you have too much rouge on. No, no, Rochester. In television, you have... I'll answer the door. Oh, excuse me. I have the wrong room. No, no. This is the right room. Get your hands off me, lady. I'll tell my mother. <laughs> Dennis, it's me, Jack Benny. I've got makeup on. Oh, well, that won't do any good. They're drafting women, too. <laughs> Dennis, I'm wearing this makeup because I'm doing my television show tonight. Come on in. Gee, this is a lousy room. <laughs> Look, Dennis. Did you just have dinner? No, why? There's some mushrooms on the floor. <laughs> They're growing there! Rochester, instead of making up jokes, why don't you just... Come in! Hello, Jack. Hello, Dennis. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Black Hole of Calcutta. <laughs> oh, quiet. Uh, Mary, what took you so long getting here? I forgot your room number, so I had to go up to the lobby again. Well, why did... Why did that take so long? I had to sit for 20 minutes at the decompression chamber. Decompression chamber, decompression chamber. Some smart stuff. Can't understand. This is my opening show and everybody comes in with jokes. No fruit. I never saw anything like it. Mary, did you buy those things I asked you to? Yes, Jack. Here are the eyelashes. They're the longest ones I could get. Good. Did you get me a G-string? Mr. Benny, not on your first... It's for my violin! <laughs> now, Mary... <laughs> Mary, give me... Give me the things you bought. Uh, here you are, Jack. You owe me a dollar and 28 cents. A dollar 28? Now, you must have made a mistake. It couldn't be that much. I knew you'd get excited about it, so I wrote it down. Violin string, 70 cents. False eyelashes, 40 cents. And subway fare, 20 cents. That comes to $1.30. Rochester, help me. Don't fight me. <laughs> but Miss Livingston said it came to $1.28, and it does come to $1.30. <laughs> uh, that's all right, Mr. Rochester. Oh, that... Well... <laughs> While he's my valet, you can call him Rochester. When you see him outside, you can call him Mr. Anderson. That's all right, Rochester. Mr. Betty... If we ever get through with this show tonight, we're lucky. Finish that line or won't get a laugh anymore anyway. All right, Rochester. Mr. Benny gave me an empty Coke bottle. I got two cents back on it. Oh, Mary, you're so funny. A pretty girl is like a melody. Dennis, stop dancing. And put down those eyelashes. They aren't fans. Now, if you feel like singing, do it right. Okay. That kid makes me so...
nearness is my treasure. Dear one, your kiss is rich as wine, and it's mine, yes, it's mine, the wonder Because I love you, to you I give my heart, so madly, madly beating, with every beat repeating, I'll always love you so. Now, Mary, do you think I look all right for the show? Yes, Jack, and don't be nervous. I'm sure you'll be a big hit. Gee, I, I hope so. I'm... Come in. Hello, Jack. Oh, it's you, Don. Well, come in as far as you can. <laughs> are you a little jittery about, uh, Don, are you a little jittery about our first television show tonight? Well, I was a little bit, Jack, but not now. I finally got a great idea for the commercial. For our television show? Yes. Come on in, Prince. <laughs> Don, what's this? Jack, I happen to get a hold of the only talking dog in the world. No. Imagine what a novelty that will be on the television. Yes, but Don... Jack, I know it's hard to believe, but this dog can do the whole Lucky Strike commercial. I can't believe it. Well, watch this. Come on, Prince. Come on, come on. Let's start the commercial. Come on. Did you hear that, Jack? He said, L.S., M.F.T., L.S., M.F.T. Don, he said, L.S., M.F.T.? Yes. Now, come on, Prince. Give him the rest of it. Don. Don. Dog, wait a minute. Don. What did he say then? He said, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your cigarette. Enjoy truly fine tobacco that combines both perfect mildness and pleasant taste in one great cigarette, Lucky Strike. For only fine tobacco gives you both real mildness and rich taste. Don, he said that? Yes. The word mildness was indistinct. He lisps a little. I know, he got some on me. Well, Don, Don, I think that... What'd he say? 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 Don, Don, what'd he say there? The last line. He said, be happy, go lucky. Be happy, go lucky strike. He can't sing. Oh, oh. Don, Don, that's Rinso White. He gets confused. He's got two shows. Don, 
John, truthfully, I don't think this talking dog will work out on television. Well, why not? Well, everybody will be able to see it's Mel Blanc. You know, I mean, his mustache gives him away. Well, I guess you're right. Well, come on, Mel, let's go. Look, come back and close the door. Stupid dog. Imagine Don coming in with an ideal. Oh, Jack. Yes, Mary. I helped Rochester select the clothes for you to wear on the show, so you better go in the other room and get dressed. Oh, oh, well, don't leave, Mary. I'll be dressed, and if it's that dog again, come in. Yes? Mr. Benny, I'm Irving Fine of the Associated Press. I wanted to get a story about your television show tonight. Oh, good, good. Uh, this is Miss Livingston. How do you do? How do you do? And this is Dennis Day. Welcome to the Black Hole of Dennis! <laughs> Dennis, please. Uh, sit down, Mr. Fine. Thank you. Now, Mr. Benny, I'd like to get some information about your first television show. Who are you going to have on it? Well, I'm having the Sportsman Quartet, Don Wilson, Rochester, Mr. Kitzel, Mel Blank. Stupid dog. <laughs> Dennis. And our special guest star is Dinah Shore. Are Mr. and Mrs. Coleman going to be with you? Oh, Ronnie and Benita? No, no, they, they won't be on tonight. Oh, you call the Colemans by their first name. Uh, what do they call you? That's why they're not on tonight. <laughs> now, that's not true, Mary. They just couldn't make the trip. I borrowed their luggage. <laughs> oh. Uh, by the way, Mr. Benny, there's something that I've always been curious about. How did you ever meet the Colemans? You mean the, the very first time? Well, you see, they live next door to me, and... Oh, it's a long story. Go ahead, tell him, Jack. No, 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 I wouldn't want to bore him. I'd like to hear about it. I'll tell him. Mary, I wish you wouldn't. Oh, don't be so sensitive, Jack. Now, it's getting late. You'll go in the other room and get dressed. Oh, all right. Well, Mr. Fine, this is how Jack first met Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman. Happened about five years ago, shortly after Mr. Benny returned from England. I came over to Jack's house in Beverly Hills, and when he answered the door, he was wearing a tuxedo. Oh, hello, Mary. Come in. Jack, you're all dressed up. Where are you going? Oh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman invited me to dinner tonight. See, they live right next door. I know, but they've been living there for 12 years. It's strange that they should suddenly invite you. Well, uh, I have the invitation right here in my pocket, and I wish Rochester would be a little more careful with my mail. Fortunately, I found it lying out on the back porch. Mm, let me see it. Here. Here it is. Hmm. Dear Jack, glad to know you are back in America. Benita and I would love to have you for cocktails and dinner Sunday evening. We'll expect you around 8, Ronald Coleman. There you are. Oh, what does he mean, back in America? My trip, my trip to England this summer. Oh, oh, yes, but I still can't understand it. Never mind that. How do I look? Well, Jack, your tuxedo's awfully tight. It is now. What does a woman know about men's clothes? Rochester! Yes, boss? How does my tuxedo look? The jacket seems all right, but I wouldn't wear those pants. They're too tight. Well, I don't care. I'm going to wear them anyway. Okay, but if you bend over, there's going to be panic in the streets. <laughs> I'll be all right. You better get going, Jack. It's 8 o'clock. No, Mary, I think I'll be five minutes late. It'll make a better impression on the Colemans. I'll bet they're more nervous than I am. You know? Oh, Ronnie! Ronnie, where are you? Right here in the library, Benita. 
darling, shouldn't you be dressed? You know, we're having a guest for dinner. A guest tonight? Who? You remember, Jack. Jack Wellington from London. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, good old Wellington. Uh, then you mailed him that letter I wrote. No, dear. I couldn't find it anywhere. It must have blown out of the window. So I phoned him instead. He should be here any minute. Oh, splendid, splendid. Well, Ronnie, aren't you going to dress? Oh, no, no, darling. No, not for Wellington. This turtleneck sweater's all right. He, he likes informality. Oh, well, I won't bother either. Uh, darling, would you mind choosing the wine for dinner? Uh, yes, in a moment, darling. I, I just must uh, finish this letter to the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, so, much as I hate to complain again... I think every effort should be made to prevent Mr. Benny from commercializing this section. <laughs> Ronnie, you know those complaints never do any good. You've been writing them for 12 years. Yeah, but I can't sit by and do nothing. Besides, you know, they were helpful that time uh, when I reported Benny was hanging his customer's laundry on our rose trellis. <laughs> wasn't so serious. Not serious? Why, every time I wanted to pick a rose, I had to reach through Jimmy Stewart's underwear. <laughs> I get so mad every now, time now, dear, I... after all, Mr. Benny is our next-door neighbour. And last week, you yourself said he's acquiring a new sense of responsibility when you saw him installing a sprinkler system on his front lawn. Yes, I should have known he was up to something. What do you mean? Well, that sprinkler system has become the only 29-cent car wash in town. <laughs> it can't be. Why, why, yesterday, I saw him standing down in the corner throwing mud at the passing car. <laughs> this man must be stopped. Where money is concerned, he's positively inhuman. I suppose you're right. Oh, I know I'm right. And those people he surrounds himself with. What a grotesque bunch of characters. <laughs> take that take that Phil Harris chap. Phil Harris? Yes. The way he comes up the sidewalk every morning. Yelling, okay, Jackson, don't be a mug. Harris is here, so bring out the jug. <laughs> What a remarkable fellow. <laughs> does, he, does he have some connection with Mr. Benny's program? Uh, yes. I understand he leads the orchestra. Oh, oh, he's a musician. No, no, he just leads the orchestra. <laughs> ah, but that, that young girl, Mary Livingston, now, she seems very nice. Yes. How she ever got mixed up with that bunch of schlemiels, I'll never know. <laughs> I beg your pardon, Mr. Coleman. Oh, yes, yes, Sherwood. Uh, Mr. Jack Wellington has arrived. Good, good. Come on, Ronnie. Jack, Jack. Wellington, old boy. Hello, Ronnie. Benita, so nice of you to have me over to dinner. I came direct from the tennis courts. I hope you don't mind my being in just slacks and a slipover. No, no, of course not. We hate formality. Uh, tell me, Benita, what are all those cars lined up in the driveway next door? <laughs> That's Jack Benny's house. He's running a car wash. Splendid. Just what I need. As I turned the corner, some bounder threw mud on my car. 
see, Benita? Yes. But come now, Ronnie, get behind the bar and mix us a cocktail. All right. I beg your pardon, Mr. Coleman. Uh, yes, Sherwood? Uh, there's a gentleman at the door, sir. Here's his card. His card? Hmm. Jack Benny, star of stage, screen, radio. And square dance caller. <laughs> Has own PA system. <laughs> Jack Benny here? What in the world can he possibly want? I don't know. Look, Sherwood, t tell him I'll call him later. We have a guest for dinner. But Mr. Coleman, he said that you were expecting him for dinner. For dinner? Benita, did you invite Jack Benny for dinner? No, darling. Are you sure you didn't? Oh, I'm positive. I say, Ronnie, is this the eccentric chap you were telling me about who's on the wireless? <laughs> Well, his coming here is obviously a mistake, but we must make the best of an awkward situation. Uh, Sherwood, show Mr. Benny in, and then set another place for dinner. Very good, sir. Uh, follow me, Mr. Benny. Thank you. Well, well, hello, Ronnie, Benita. Um, uh, hello, Jack. Uh, come in. Oh, yes, yes, come in. <laughs> we, um, we were just going to have a cocktail. Yes, Mr. Benny, this is our friend Jack Wellington. Oh, pleased to meet you, old chap. Well, I didn't expect anyone else to be here, but that's just like the Coleman's. Always room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Ronnie. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, the, the cocktails are ready. Here we are. Benita, happy days. Wellington, your health. Uh, Benny, good luck. <laughs> Too hard. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to break the glass. Oh, and that set was 150 years old. Well, I'm certainly glad I didn't break any of your new stuff. <laughs> I'll just sit here and read a magazine while you three go upstairs and dress. <laughs> no hurry, you know. Oh, no, 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 Jack, old boy. This is just an informal gathering. Oh, oh. Mr. Wellington, you're from England, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am, old fellow. Uh, tell me, Wellington, how are things over there? Well, it's been very exciting, especially with the election and all. Yes. Oh, I'd love to get away to England if my schedule would only permit it. But I'd like to be there in the spring. Oh, yes, Ronnie. At that time of the year, everything is so beautiful. Especially the Thames. Yes, the jolly old Thames. I always take them whenever my stomach's upset. <laughs> They're very good, you know. Yes, sir. Yep. You said it. <laughs> Pardon me, but dinner is served. Uh, thank you, Sherwood. <laughs> Come, gentlemen, let's go into the dining room. Okay. Ronnie, take my arm. Take your partner by the hand. Sashay right with an Alame Grand. No, she do and... Oh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> the way you people are dressed through me for a minute. <laughs> Come along. Let's all have dinner. 
Benita, that certainly was a wonderful meal. Yes, sir. Well, it's getting kind of late. Oh, my goodness, I didn't realize what time it was. Ah, yes, it is getting rather late. It's only nine o'clock. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. Time marches on. Yes, sir. Yup. <laughs> well, I guess I better be running along. Time for me to go home. Good night, Mr. Wellington. Very happy to have met you. Good night, old boy. And with my luck, we'll probably meet again. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, good night, uh, Benita and Ronnie. I had a lovely time. Thanks so much for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome, I'm sure. Yes, we were happy to have you. Thank you. I'll show you to the door, Jack. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <coughs> well, good night, Ronnie, old boy. I had a swell time. And say, I'm awfully sorry about Wellington. Wellington? What do you mean? Oh, I know you're loyal to your friends, but isn't it awful the way a guy like him can throw a damper on a party? You know? <laughs> You know, Jack, there's a lot of truth in what you say. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> well, goodbye. I'm not out yet. <laughs> oh, 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 pardon me. Well, good night, Ronnie. Good night. Yeah, da dee da dum, da dee da dum, da dum, da dee da da dum. Gee, they're nice people, the Colemans. Da dum, da dee da da dum. That Wellington seems to be a nice chap too. I can't understand him just dropping in uninvited. Oh well. Yeah, da dee da dum, da 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 dum. Jack will be back in just a moment, but first, let's everybody be happy, go lucky. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today. Good night, folks, we're a little late. episode was How Jack Met the Colmans, and that was originally broadcast one day after his television show premiered on October 28, 1950 in New York City, The Jack Benny Show. A couple notable things in that episode. Uh, that was a very funny little bit he had in the beginning with Mel Blanc doing the talking dog, already setting up the difference between radio and television. I liked when the dog uh, sung the Rinso Blue, you know, Rinso Blue, Rinso Blue. The reference there, of course, was to the Amos and Andy show, which was sponsored by Rinso, uh, which is a Lever Brothers product from 1943 to 1950. Amos and Andy at that time were on CBS. All that stuff about the makeup was a little strange, wasn't it? Uh, all that lipstick and and whatnot. I think that kind of goes to the fact that uh, they didn't quite have television down yet. If you go back and look at the early Benny shows, in fact, any television show from that era, they really had very little in the way of set design. Oft oftentimes, they were just standing in front of a curtain. 
a lot of game shows would just have a desk in front of a curtain with little cardboard signage. I, I just kind of found that unique, the way he was doing the makeup. Just It reminded me of some of the early uh, films when you look at some of the close-ups of Rudolph Valentino and whatnot, you'd swear he's made up like a woman. Uh, what else? Dennis Day. Um, there's not a lot of songs that Dennis Day sang that I really care to listen to. The 1950s here were, was right at the end of the big band era. Rock and roll hadn't come on yet, and the uh, music was sort of the crooners, you know, the Frank Sinatras, the Bing Crosbys, the Rosemary Clooney's, the uh, early days of Johnny Mathis, uh, Andy Williams, that sort of thing. Music really was having sort of an identity crisis just then. It's, it's hard for me to imagine that people sat at home listening to the song like Dennis Day sang tonight and said, oh, and thinking, oh, that's beautiful, or oh, I'm so glad Jack had him sing that. It's, well, I don't know. I, I don't really want to criticize something just because I don't like it, but I don't understand it. That's the point. I just don't understand how a song like that or how that type of music ever was so popular. I just can't imagine a lot of teenagers sitting around and swooning over it. More Jack Benny coming up. We have several episodes uh, queued up and ready to go that also involved Ronald Coleman and Benita Hume, and I think they were just the best together, just absolutely the best. That's going to do it for this Monday, July the 19th, 2021. We're going to be back tomorrow with an old-time radio drama. We'll be back on Wednesday with a mystery and on Thursday with our uh, old-time radio western. Well, going out tonight, we were looking for some songs from 1950. 1950 was slim pickings. As far as I'm concerned now, I know I'm probably insulting some of you that love some of the tunes from 1950. So I thought I'd try to find something just a little different. This first song was done by the Weavers and the uh, the backup orchestra is the Gordon Jenkins Orchestra. And man, was he prolific in the 50s. He, it seemed like every other record he was the backup orchestra on. And if you go into uh, Google and look up Gordon Jenkins, he had quite a quite an interesting career. He was born right here in Webster Groves, which is a suburb of uh, St. Louis. Anyway, Gordon Jenkins, very interesting. But the Weavers, of course, the lead singer on the Weavers in, in most songs, I think, was uh, Pete Seeger, who went on to have a uh, pretty, pretty fabulous uh, solo career as a, uh, as a folk singer. Anyway, this is a uh, Jewish tune. It was written back, I, I believe it was in the early or the late 20s. I, I believe it was between World War I and World War II. And of course, at that time, much of the Jewish population of the world was looking to reestablish a homeland in Palestine, which, of course, they eventually did with very little help from anybody. And, of course, renamed it Israel. And then the second one is by Tennessee Ernie Ford and K-Star. And you'll hear a little bit of a country, uh, country guitar. 
in this one. Just a country feel. There was a lot of crossover songs in the early 50s, and this was probably one of the early ones. All right, that's all. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. See you tomorrow.
Slave to you, and so 